Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, your Young Aunties. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, so we appreciate that. Now, we down here in the A, Atlanta, Georgia, the good old dirty south, and down here, we think it's rude to walk in a room and not introduce yourself. So we're going to start off by a couple of introductions. Kay, kick us off. What's going on? It's been a minute. It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where's Kirby Ann, a.k.a. The West Side Woodnail, checking in from the Swats as usual. All right. I see somebody a little jazzy sitting to your left. Who was that? <laughs> oh, hey, y'all. This is your girl, Jazzy Cockenhammer, coming from that good old east side. Glad to be up in this bit one more time. And we got somebody from the FL state sitting in with us as she always do. Hi, everyone. It's been a really hot minute. It's your favorite double C, Coco and Kirby. Uh, But you know, as always, I'm Florida May, Georgia Pay. Hey. Ow. And y'all know who it is. It's me, your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school. I thought you when we put it on you. All right, and we're glad to be with y'all one more again. So, we first want to start out by thanking you guys for sticking with us. We are now officially in season dose, season two. Good job, ladies. We we hung in there, didn't we? Sure did. Man, like if y'all don't know, it's really just just to be really quick, guys, it's really hard to um, maintain real life full-time jobs like we are yeah. regular people we are full-time not rich. lives yes <laughs> we, are, we are not rich uh privileged uh well extra privileged financially people uh, we have to work we have families we have real responsibilities and we really wanted to commit to trying to do something follow our dreams make some shape and coordinating you know multiple adult schedules is really hard but we, mm-hmm. we we were committed to trying to get it done, and we made it through our season, and we have goals and, and aspirations for this season. So we just thank y'all for being back here with us, sticking with us before, and we hope that we bring in y'all good content that um, we can be proud of and that you all can enjoy. As always, we welcome all the aunties and uncles to um, rock with us, to come on if y'all have any uh com- comments commentary uh suggestions let us know and we'll give you our contact information at the bottom of the show all right well if you're just joining us for season two understand that we like to eat good over here we like it extra crispy and extra wet so we start off every show with our wing order of the day okay i'm throwing it to you first what's on your plate big out <sighs> it's fall i like sweet things in fall so I'm gonna return to an old favorite, honey garlic, extra extra crispy. Ooh. Um, but something I've been doing with everything is sprinkling a little bit of ranch seasoning on them once I get them home. So okay. we're gonna do that. Only gonna do a ten piece. Um, definitely trying to be high protein, 
high fiber at this point in the uh, in the season. So I'm doing a huge double kale salad. Okay. Um, light balsamic. Uh, very little, but garlic powder. I think I spoke about this on a previous episode. I like to season my salads. Mm-hmm. Garlic powder, uh, fresh cracked pepper, um, maybe a little bit of sea salt, some sort of like vinegar on its own. And I'm going to do water, but also some ginger tea because it's fall. Mm-hmm. It's time to start getting your, you know, getting your vittles in. Okay. okay. All right. She eating good over there with a the double kale salad, too, to set it off. And a nice little vinaigrette. Okay, Coco, what's on your plate, my dear? So, y'all know I'm still on this healthy trend. Um, I'm really mm-hmm. getting tired of it, but I see myself getting finer and finer by the day, so I'm just not going to stop. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, that's right. So, I'm going to do me a, a berry and avocado smoothie. It has strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, you know, avocado. Then, you know, I do like 50% less sugar. Apple juice because I don't like water in my um, smoothie is nasty and I don't um, really care. <laughs> I just don't mm-hmm. like it. So, you know, I cut back the sugar, you know what I'm saying? Then I add a little water in there to, you know, make it, you know, about 70% less sugar. And then, you know, I have my water on the side. Today, I'm drinking Fiji. You know, normally I got corn, but Fiji was what was in the crib, so that's what I got. Okay. Alright, Chazzy. What's good over there? So, I think I'm going to continue with the this whole healthy kick, but I'm going to do a 10-piece. I'm going to do a honey hot, extra uh, crispy, Ooh. and I want some of that crack ranch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From Wingstop, <laughs> <laughs> that's my shit, y'all. And I'm gonna do a, uh, I'm gonna do a side salad, but I want a garden salad. I want a little tomato cheese, a uh, little egg on that thing, red onion. You know what I'm saying? With a uh, a raspberry vinaigrette. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, listen, let us know. <laughs> okay, raspberry. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. I want a good old braised wing mm, okay. from the Chinese uh, restaurant. Ooh. You know, old Atlanta braised? The old Atlanta braised, you know, with a good little thick wing uh, with the good braised sauce. Not that cheap stuff they be trying to use sometimes. Now, um, you yeah, know, want me a good order of braised wings. And I think I want me a little garden salad too, Jazzy. I think, you know, a nice little mix with all the good little veggies in there. You know what I mean? And I, I think I want a nice little vinaigrette with a touch of ranch in it. Mm. I think mm. that's what I'm eating on. And I want an ice cold. When I was, when I say ice cold, I want an ice cold water. Okay. I want that one that is, you've been outside all day and you mm-hmm. get that nice cold water to hit you to be so good. I want that kind of water. <laughs> you can feel it hit your stomach. Yes. yes. Is that you feel it traveling through your body like, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want that kind. That's what I'm on today. All right. Well, it's oh, like we're ready to, to eat good. Yeah, and hold on. Wait, so, Auntie K, the seasoning and salad, oh, that worked. I don't need as much listen, dressing no more. Listen, I'm telling you. I'm like, it's the I'm plug. It is the plug. The oh, is that the, the key? Is that Whatever the key? Whatever you want. That Whatever is the key. You want. Fennel seed. Uh, Season your uh, salad. Parsley, yes. basil. It doesn't matter. Season your salad. Same way people be out here seasoning meat, season your salad and see if it don't change your life. I mean, less dressing. That's easy to put you on. It's lovely. Season your salad, and then a, a trainer told um told me back in the day. Actually, he was he was a trainer friend of my dad's. He dipped his fork in his dressing, 
and then stabs his salad. So he eats less dressing. Oh, he's too dedicated. I can't do that. Exactly. But I can <laughs> season. I can season it though. You but get the uh, you get the dressing in every bite. But if you want to cut back on your dressing, then that's the way you can cut back. Just stick your fork in the dressing, then stick the salad, and you get the, the dressing, but it's less dressing. That shit sounds stressful. Just pull that shit on top of my. Head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Once you taste I, it, you understand. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe if you season your salad good enough, you can do that. Yeah, maybe but, so. <laughs> you know, for the rest of us, <laughs> we'll continue um, pouring our, our dressing on for now. All right, so moving forward, one of my favorite parts of the show, Auntie of the Day. Jazzy, who we got? Ow, yes. So, y'all, it's so many, you know, black women that have contributed to society who haven't been given their credit and they go unnoticed. And today's auntie of the day is one of those aunties. Um, and I think it's very appropriate to highlight her and what she has contributed to the field of medicine uh, because of what's going on currently uh, with her family. So today's auntie of the day is Henrietta Lacks. She is an African-American woman whose cancer cells are the source of the Hella cell line which is the first immortalized human cell line and one of the most important cell lines in medical research. Um, they stole, and, I'm, and, and they, I mean those uh, people from the Caucasus Mountains, <laughs> stole her cells. And um, the particular doctor was Dr. George Gay, um, or Gee, G-E-Y, y'all know I can't pronounce shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he noticed that they, you know, they started reproducing. So he took them without her consent. And those cells have been used and are still being currently used for years, years. Her cells helped create a vaccine for polio. Um, and they currently are using some of those cells that, uh, to, that created the uh, COVID vaccines uh, that I read yesterday. So um, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about this some more later on in a later episode this season but I just think it was appropriate to go ahead and highlight her now because her family is sick of the bullshit and they're suing the bio of pharmaceutical company who has been using these sales and have been profiting off of the use of her sales for years so I'm interested to see how this is going to play out in court you bitches got to pay some money so shout out to Henrietta Lacks you know and her family for you know everything that she has con- contri- contributed, there I go to the field of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Henrietta Lex. Um, she's definitely what I would consider a hidden figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not not one of the typical, you know, mainstream um, black history figures that we're taught about, or American history figures that we talk about. And I think it's because it, to talk about her highlights some of the darkness of the history of white America. Um, yep. You, you know what I mean? It's calling that to the forefront. You can't talk about her without talking about what was done for her, done to her. Yep. Um, although her con- contributions have saved all of our lives, um, it was done without her consent and yep. without her family, like you said, reaping the benefits. There's been a lot of people who have become very, very wealthy um, because of the stolen sales from her, but her family is not among those, you know, those people. 
And, and that's just not right. And I, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with this. Jazzy, thank you for this auntie of the day. Like she said, we're gonna come back and discuss this in detail because this this deserves like room to breathe. Absolutely. It does. We gotta really peel back some layers and, and talk about some stuff with this one. So mm -hmm. awesome. I'm about to call it doctor. We should call it doctor at this point. Hey, Miss Henrietta Lacks. What y'all think, girls? Anything else? I mean, you know, it's a story that those of us who are steeped in African American culture know very well. At this particular point, people are still discovering her story, but yeah, you know, just piggybacking off of Auntie Jazzy, um, it is. It is one of those situations that requires a, a longer conversation about, again, Black women and our contributions. Um, everything, truthfully, our stuff mm -hmm. being stolen. We are constantly having things lifted from us, constantly having people trying to wear our skin in certain ways. And so I think that it's an important conversation to have, and especially around um, health um, and the type of things that we have to advocate for ourselves. Um, for within the health field, for sure. All right. And just to let you guys know, there is a movie called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Um, Oprah Winfrey stars in it. It's on Hulu now. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to watch it, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, um, Apple TV, you can buy it on YouTube. You know, it's in a couple of different places. But if you have a premium Hulu subscription or HBO Max, you, you can watch it on there. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's our auntie of the day. It's time to get into what's on the menu today, you guys. All right, it's time to eat good, get into some hot topics. Now, we usually like to start with our Atlanta news because we some Atlanta girls. Um, so, all right, Kirby, I'm coming to you first, dog, because we, we, right. we need to talk. I need for you... To, to to let us know what's going on with this mayoral race that is coming on. Who who's who's the candidates? What's going on? Catch us up. Okay, so um first of all, again, like welcome back, y'all. Um glad that you're back listening with us. Atlanta, um, in the midst of all the things that we've been going through, uh Trump, uh the Pantene Pro V, Covidisha, um <laughs> it is now time again. <laughs> to elect a new mayor of Atlanta. As you all know, we kind of kept up with it last season. Keisha said, I won't work for y'all no more. Mm -hmm. um, and she was ready to go. So at this point, we have a number of candidates who have thrown their hats into the race. I'm going to try not to be shady. I'm going to try not to be shady, but it's going to be very hard. Um, <laughs> right now, give me just a second. We have Mr. Kasim Reed. Um, which is what is giving me such pause. He is actually the front runner at this particular moment, um, as far <clears> as the race is concerned. Following him, uh, Miss Felicia Moore, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the Atlanta Council president, mm -hmm. um, as well as Antonio Brown, Sharon Gay, um, and a few others. Um, what I'm seeing thus far is that Atlanta is feeling kind of undecided about things. Um, but Kasim is the front runner, um, which is interesting to me because Kasim, God bless his heart, has so much going on and there's so many different cover-ups that are happening. So I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out, turn out. 
I wonder where in Atlanta he is the front one or what are the neighborhoods that are um, particip- participating in some of these polls and some of these surveys because I think that that is going to be a key indicator about the future of Atlanta as well. Where are the voters living? What neighborhoods do they live in and, you know, work in, et cetera. So I'm interested to see what's going on. I, of course, don't live in the city of Atlanta anymore, so I can't vote for this. Um, But I know that (laughs) Atlanta has been having a hard time Kasim claims that he wants to be tough on crime or tougher on crime, which was how he kind of threw Keisha under the bus um, in a lot of ways. So I'm interested to see how it turns out. Um, And any of you all that live in the city of Atlanta and have to vote in the city of Atlanta, please reach out to us and tell us your opinion about what's going on. Are you keeping up with what's going on with your MPUs, your neighborhood, um, you know, meeting groups, HOAs, and figuring out how to get politically active in Atlanta? Because it's going to get very real out here. Anybody who was under Kasim's last tutelage understands what I'm saying. So, ladies, if y'all have any opinions, please share. <laughs> I read. Um, read. Jazz, are we coming to you oh, first? <laughs> I so you know the so they're doing a uh, debate this evening at seven o'clock. I think it's going to be on Fox Five, either Fox Five or Channel Two. So I'm going to have to pay attention and see what they you know talk about because. Um, <clears throat> Like Auntie uh, Kirby mentioned, this damn crime in Atlanta. What's going on with the crime in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And then what they gonna do about homelessness? And not just, oh, we're gonna put more police on the streets. Look, y'all already done fucked up in Atlanta because y'all approved to build that $90 million damn police uh, training facility, which I have issues with because y'all need to be taking that money and putting that shit into programs for the community to address this crime. So I'm just interested to see if somebody is going to actually give us a piece of their plan and not just say, Hey, we're going to hire more police and we're building a new police train. No, that's put more police out on the street. Ain't going to keep nobody from busting your ass upside your head and snatching your purse. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I'm saying? Y'all feel me? So what's the actual plan? Cause even though I'm not a citizen, I don't live in Atlanta, but I do go into the city for restaurants and activities and things like that. And I don't want to have to shoot and kill me a motherfucker when I go to Atlanta. So I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to watch that debate tonight and I'm going to see what these folk time about. You hear me? <laughs> All right. Coco, what you think? So I agree, of course, with Auntie Jazzy and Auntie Kirby. Um, I think uh, crime intervention, prevention is important as well as homelessness. But in my opinion, nobody never gives a good plan. Like, nobody never, no, they say a good plan, but they don't understand. Like, you're you're not, you don't know the cause. In order to fix the problem, you have to know the cause. You don't know the cause of why the crime rate is so high. Um, And I, I don't know. I just, I work in the city of Atlanta and baby and I work in that field and I just be in disbelief at the things that are happening every single day, every single second, um, the slaps on the wrist that they're getting or nothing even happening. It's to the point where, you know, in my job, I have to go out in uh, neighborhoods and I, I told my supervisor, no ma'am. 
it's just too much out there. Um, even the water boys, like the boys who sell water on the corner, mm-hmm. you gotta roll your windows up. They be on top of your car. They be they get oh really? they be aggressive. Yeah. It yeah. was a case where yeah, I know uh, I don't drive in the city no more. A man was <laughs> shot. Um, because they was on top of his wife's car and you know he went back out there to try to address them and tell them like you know this is not the way you do it these people don't have to give you money they end up shooting a man it was it's just too much it's, it's a lot going on and i don't really think they all have the gift gap of course to be in politics you have to have a gift gap but i just don't think they no, no one cares because they don't live in those neighborhoods they are not affected by that and i think that's the main problem Okay. Well, one of the things that I'm looking at um, in this election, I don't live in Atlanta proper, so I don't vote city of Atlanta, but like like um, Shane just pointed out, a lot of us don't live there, but we may work there. We we go there often. So that, I think that's why people are so you know, concerned about what's going on in Atlanta because we spend so much time there um, and are affected by what's going on there. So I'm looking at certain things like the other candidates, not the top candidates, but the other contenders um, we got a businessman, Roosevelt Sears. You got a real estate investor, Kirsten Dunn. Nonprofit founder, Kenny Hill. Labor activist, Walter Reeves. Um, and you just got a resident of Buckhead, Mark Hammond, which is interesting that he's a resident of Buckhead because we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, a couple other people that kind of don't really have much of an online presence and can't really find out much about them. But the some of them are what are considered issue candidates, um, meaning that they're just trying to uh, spotlight issues that they're passionate about and that they want the city's next generation of leaders to hear and address. So some of those issues y'all are talking about, they're talking about those things. Those are their main things and they want to bring them to the forefront. And the best way that they can do that is by trying to become one of the top contenders, um, you know, getting in a debate, getting you know, their name out there so that people are talking about their issues. Um, Also, you got some of them that are gearing up for future political campaigns. um, And they know they may not win this one, but they're getting their name out there so that people can start to recognize them and do another one. Speaking of name recognition, yeah, Kasim Reed, a lot of people are going to vote for him just because Mm -hmm. they recognize his name. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people get to ballots and they don't know much they haven't really educated themselves or haven't gotten much information so they just go with what's recognizable or vote for the incumbent um being the so Keisha Lance Bottoms would not be on the ballot they were not being in an, an um, incumbent candidate so they probably a lot of people are going to go with Kasim Reed um they may or may not know about his you know controversial uh history hmm but, you know, they may get his vote just because they don't know who else to vote for. And people may think the devil they know is better than the devil they don't know. And hmm. you have to think he have rappers, um, influencers, people who yeah. and, 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 and uh, entertainers, sports, whoever, endorsing him or promoting him. First of all, yeah. they don't live in the city of Atlanta and their children do not go to the same uh, Atlanta public schools or Fulton County schools that, you know, need the attention. So please be mindful of that. Like, don't go by what they say because a lot of them do not live in the city of Atlanta. Um, so they can't vote for him anyway. So just j- really just be mindful of that and don't go off their words. Do your own research. 
That's right, because T.I. live in Henry County, don't he? Baby, <laughs> sip on my Fiji. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, we, we mentioned Buckhead earlier, Kirby. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Buckhead trying to secede from the city of Atlanta. But recently, they've gotten a lot more steam up under that campaign. Tell us what's going on. So, if I'm not mistaken, we also mentioned this in the previous season about Buckhead deciding they want to be mm-hmm. the Texas of Georgia. They're trying to succeed from Atlanta. <laughs> and, you know, there are many implications to that. Please, you know, do some of your Googles if you want to get some into some of the specifics. But the angle that I took it at is how it's going to affect the students of that area. Um, it is now being referred to as the Buckhead divorce, <laughs> um, which is just very Buckhead, <laughs> a Buckhead way of describing the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some educators got together and started talking about what this, an- what this de-annexation, um, which is now, like I mentioned, uh, referred to as a divorce, how that is going to potentially impact some of the students that are in that area. Um, it says specifically in the article, the Buckhead divorce appears to be messy. More than 5,500 Atlanta public school students live within the boundaries of the proposed city and attend North Atlanta high school cluster schools, including charter schools. That's nearly 60% of all school-aged children in Buckhead. There are also more than 2,400 students who attend North Atlanta cluster schools but would be left out of the boundaries of the proposed city. Despite the fact that nearly 8,000 students would be directly impacted by a Buckhead city, the interest of and the impact of these students have been largely ignored or dismissed in the public dialogue. Um, Two of the biggest facts that are important here is that the proposed city would not be able to create its own school system. The Georgia Constitution explicitly prohibits it. And two, without a change in law uh, or uh, an intergovernmental agreement with Fulton County Schools, students within the boundaries of the proposed city would automatically become students of Fulton County Schools. However, the school sites would remain APS property. You can imagine how much potential confusion that could cause in the background while you're trying to send kids to school all these adults trying to figure out all these complex laws and stuff. It also speaks to how much of the staff is going to be affected. Um, It noted that parents will tell you that 633 amazing school leaders and staff are one of the best features of the North Atlanta cluster, but retention for that staff would be at risk. No school leader or teacher wants to be in a school cluster that will be in limbo for years. Many staff would want to stay in APS regardless of the outcome. Um, It also talks about the property impacts. APS owns uh, 13 properties within proposed city boundaries. Some of these properties recently received multi-million dollar renovations. Uh, they would have to part, be part of any negotiation between APS and Fulton County Schools. And a key sticking point is that there's likely to be a cost of the buildings of around $72.4 million as far as bonds are concerned. And of course, some of us that dig a little too deep in finance know that there are bonds in all kinds of industries, including education. So you can buy APS bonds. If all of that money leaves APS, that gives us the potential for Atlanta to essentially default on a lot of bonds and lose out on a lot of money as far as 2027, somewhere in the 70 to 90 million number. So I say all that to say this, Buckhead wanting to leave and being its own city is detrimental for both Atlanta and for Buckhead. Um, And those of you all that have been skipping around in the city, I have a few, a few people that I visit within the Buckhead area. Buckhead, while it still has a lot of nice amenities, the behavior has been very interesting um, as of recent. So I think that Buckhead should really, really be thoughtful about this and particular, and in particular the impact that it's going to have on the kids because they already just went through COVID 
And now you're going to potentially put them in a situation where they're not going to have access and you're affecting the rest of the school system as well. And I'm not saying, you know, that you should necessarily care outside of your individual family, but you kind of should. Right. So. All right. Shan, what's your thoughts? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. Are you you just like exhausted by it all? I just don't even know. Like, I want to know the rhyme and the reason behind them wanting to be divorced. (laughs) You know, and I guess maybe I just need to do a little bit more research and reading. Um, I know it probably definitely has to do with the um, neighborhood itself and the crime going up. And, you know, people care about that. They're a little Linux small. Um, And, you know, that little area, I know (laughs) that probably has a lot to do with it, but you know, being divorced is not going to make crime go down if you don't know the cause. Like I said, you, in order to fix the problem, mm-hmm. you have to know the cause of the problem. Um, I really think they're trying to um, Seems be like a real threat. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think they're just trying to, like, kind of get away from the city of Atlanta. Like, we, they don't want to be considered a part of that. Like, they don't want, like, we, nah, y'all, no. But, I mean, Buckhead is, like, Buckhead to me. I don't know. To some people, Buckhead may be the shit, but it's just really Buckhead to me. I don't, don't have to go there, don't have to be there. Um, You know, some people, once they make it to Buckhead, they feel like they made it in life, and I just, you know, I don't know. Hell no. <laughs> you know. That traffic, I don't know if I made anything in that traffic. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jazzy, where you at with it? Talking about the ghetto. <laughs> Look, the ghetto. That bitch ghetto as hell. Um, them so mad at hell about all that crime. And mm-hmm. they tired of all their money going into the city of Atlanta. And they don't see what it's going for. You know, where, where is this money going? I'm, I'm going to sit back and watch. I, I don't, I'm going to just keep my commentary short right now on that subject. I'm going to sit back and watch and see what happens and see how this unfolds because looking at who all is in the uh, Georgia State Senate in the House, Buckhead going to be his own city and that's going to be the unraveling of, of Atlanta. And oh, a bunch wow. Of so if you pay attention to all them Republicans because you, you motherfuckers is not out here voting, don't <laughs> care to vote, don't pay attention to who you vote mm-hmm. for. Oh, I'm just going to write my name in doing silly shit like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see. I'm going to just sit back. That's all I got to say. Mm. Well, um, I guess you know, yeah, I, I kind of want to, yeah, I know I always like to, to look at it from somebody else's point of view. So, mm-hmm. as far as Atlanta as a whole, yeah, then like we need to hold on to Buckhead. Um, but for Buckhead, I'm wondering what are their reasons for wanting to secede? You know, they want this divorce really bad, so you know, why are they so unhappy? Are they not? Are they feeling like they're they're contributing a lot and not getting a lot back? That they're taking a lot of the you know the shitty end of the stick. Like what is it? Um, I know they did a fiscal analysis, um, and it said de-annexation would cost Atlanta as much as one hundred and sixteen million annually. Um, Atlanta school district would lose almost two hundred and thirty-two million annually. Um, a feasibility study um, was undertaken and it said that de-annexation would be a boost for Buckhead. It would bring an estimated $203 million in revenue annually 
and 90 million in expense versus they would have 90 million in expenses. Um, according to the Valdosta State University Center for South Georgia Regional Impact, um, some of the expenses would go towards the police department with at least 250 officers starting salary of 55000 Um this is somebody tried to do this before in the Eagles Landing. Do y'all remember that a couple years ago? Yep. Oh, slightly, um, in Stockbridge. Slightly. Yeah, in twenty eighteen, um, Eagles Landing, which um, came from uh, I think they had a golfing. Uh, what is it called when they go to golf at the little place? A golf club. Yeah, the golf club. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They had a golf club called Eagles Landing, and they wanted to secede from Stockbridge. And if they made it to do that. They didn't. It got all the way to the ballot, though. Okay. They got all the way to the ballot, and because and, and it got shut down at the ballot, basically. But it would have crippled Stockbridge um, to lose Eagles Landing. So, again, I'm kind of looking at, you know, both sides of this coin and saying if these cities are feeling like, you know, if these areas are feeling like we're carrying the city, is it really fair that they have to carry the city? And they're not really getting much in return, um, or is it? Hey, this is what this is the city you decided to live in. That's the area you decided to live in, and this is what comes with it. Um, what you know, which way is right? I'm just wanting to look more into it and get down to the nitty gritty to see. Because if I lived in Buckhead, I'm trying to think of how I would feel. Like, would I want to be like, you know what? Let's just do our own thing. We're not happy with what's going on in Atlanta, but we're paying for it. But you know, Buckhead, all people who live in Buckhead already kind of feel that way anyway. Like, yeah, and they didn't like Keisha Lance Bottoms. Like, you you better yeah. talk about you live in Atlanta. I live in Buckhead. You better not yeah. ever say they live in Atlanta because baby, they gonna read you your rights. And you have to remember that they were they were they voted for Trump um in large numbers. Atlanta as a whole is 51% black according to the 2019 census. But the new Buckhead City, according to an analysis done by the AJC, said that Buckhead would be three quarters white. Well, of course, we know. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you see right there how, diff you know, the different, po the different political power would be there. They would be able to change that within their city limits. Um, so, I mean, we, is this something for us to keep our eye on? Um, this is definitely something um, for the mayoral debate. Yep. Talk about, oh, and it's interesting to point out none of the candidates running for mayor are for the secession of Buckhead. I mean, why would you want to be the mayor of Atlanta without Buckhead income? Right. Yeah. None of them are well, for that, including the resident of Buckhead that's running. So of course, which one, you, which one is a resident of Bucket? Sharon Gay? No, no, no. It was a male. Um, I have to look up his name, but um, he is a resident of Buckhead. Um, but yeah, of course, he's not for the secession. You have to be crazy, right? You know, he gonna be out before he I just wonder if Buckhead did a long term, just from a strategic standpoint, not whether I agree with it or not. You know, that's to remain remains to be seen, but. Have they done a strategic plan like where they have a city plan for like the next 50 years? Because if you're going to succeed from an institution that you've been a part of for as long as the city has existed mm -hmm. and you want to snatch away, I, if it's a divorce, that means you got to have enough money to sustain. 
So I, I wonder if they have a 50 or 100 year plan going on. Do they have investments going on in the background? Have they made investment units behind their political beliefs um, to prop that city up? Are their kids going to be coming back and take, they, take over their houses? Are there a lot of family businesses going on? Um, are y'all just inherited money? What's going on? You know, are y'all sustainable? Um, do y'all have enough kids who have kids? How many generations of children do you all have? So, you know, I, I wonder if they thought about those things. That is also something that I think would be interesting to, to find out. And um, Mark Hammond, that is the name of the Buckhead resident mm-hmm. who is um, running for mayor, but is, of course, like none of the candidates is not for the secession of Buckhead. So, all right, well, we got a lot to keep our eye on, our good eye on mm-hmm. Buckhead and what they got going on. Um, one more thing I just wanted to point out if it makes it to the ballot, here's the thing only the people who would be in New Buckhead would vote. Yeah, <clears throat> the rest of the city of Atlanta would have no vote. Yeah, on whether they so if they make it, they're gonna get. Because they're gonna they're gonna vote for it, so they they're trying to keep it. Oh wow, Auntie so Jasmine's probably it. right then. Buckhead is out. Yeah, <laughs> if, they, if they if they can get it to a vote, if they get it to that ballot, they're more than likely gonna get it. Um, because the the rest of Atlanta doesn't get to vote. Crazy, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's why they're pushing so far. They have a lot of prominent families. Each giving a hundred thousand each towards the campaign. So you have all those wealthy families. Everybody donating a hundred thousand. That's why they've gotten over a million dollars this time towards their cause, and and they're still growing. So yeah, we'll see what happens. They've tried this before. It's always got shut down, but they're actually like dedicated to making it happen now. So mm-hmm. uh, speaking of dedication, we see what some of that is doing over in California. A um, some interesting things going on over there and um, also some interesting things going on with COVID. Um, I want to start with uh, the Bruce family over in Cali. Um, what, what, what we got going on over there? I, I, this, this is another, I guess, hidden figure family um, in Black history. Jazzy, are you helping us out with this one? Yeah, so look, y'all, <laughs> listen, Governor Newsom, uh, they ain't kick his ass out of that governor seat. <laughs> so he said, guess what? I got this pen and this paper, and I'm going to be signing shit. So he's been signing a lot of stuff out there in California. Um, And one of those bills he signed on September 30th was to give the Bruce family their beach property back. It's known as Manhattan Beach now, but in the early 1900s, it was called Bruce Beach. So Willa Bruce purchased two slots um, back in 1912 for $1,225. And the lot set between the 26th and the 27th streets down there. I don't know where that is, but it's on the beach. So that's where the lot set. So once black families noticed that her and her husband, he worked as a chef in a diner down there, bought this land. Other black families came in and purchased land as well. Um, and so they had a, a cafe, a diner, 
um, a little spot where families could come and enjoy the beach and, you know, work together. They had a spot out there. And then white people said, uh-uh. So they tried to run the Bruce's and the other black families out of that beach. You know, the Ku Klux Klan harassing them, setting fires and shit like that. And they weren't going for it until the damn state used eminent domain and took the beach from them. Oh, wow. Yes. So now Governor Newsom is saying we're going to right this wrong. And he's giving this beachfront back to the descendants of the Bruce's. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to do this, but he's already signed it and told them, y'all need to figure it out. Y'all need to give their descendants his land back. Um, they need to give them the beaches back. And you hoes need to build property and all the businesses that my grandmama and them had back in the day. The state need to pay for it. The county, whoever the hell need to pay for it and put it back on them. So oh, we can profit off of it. Because you all have been profiting off of stolen land for years. So go ahead, give it back to us. And go ahead and put us some property out there. So we can profit profit off of it like you all have. So I'm um I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy for the family. Um, I'm glad they were able to get back what was rightfully theirs. And I'm just thinking about when we talk about generational wealth. Do you know mm-hmm. how much generational wealth that land on the beach could have created for mm-hmm. the Bruce's and their family Man. up until this point? So to me, it's just like, you know, they need the beach and they need some money right along with it. So I'm, I'm waiting to see how they're going to do it, how they gonna how it's going to play out. But I'm excited. What y'all think? Kirby? You know... I think we talked about this last season. There's also like a Catholic Jesuit group, um, someone in the Northeast, uh, that is paying reparations to uh, the families of 300, I think, 23 uh, slaves they had. So it's interesting to watch across the country um, in a lot of ways the conversation around reparations and these, some of these trends in certain areas. And of course, obviously, we know sometimes things are for optics, but also, uh, if everybody starts doing it, you know, that may potentially create some opportunities. I'm also interested to see whether or not there's also room being made for the real conversation that, okay, yeah, you're giving this family back, you know, their things, but also there still needs to be a conversation about why you took it in the first place. Huh. Um, so I, I'm going to be in observation mode around this. Um, Obviously, we just saw what happened with Gavin Newsom, and they were trying to figure out how to get him out of there, which I don't know what the Republicans was on. I'm not super uh, political <laughs> at this point, but it doesn't look like they put a very strong candidate out there. Larry Elder? I, Clown. <laughs> I, Clown. He's, not even a strong, he's not even a strong candidate within his own party, so that was a bit confusing for me, or maybe it was just the optics. Let's create some, you know, some, let's yeah. stir up something, you know. Um, but I'm interested to see what that what these types of acts of uh, quote unquote reparations what type of conversation and trends that is going to potentially create moving forward alright Coco um, I'm excited for them um, I think it's rightfully theirs um, like uh, Auntie K say why was it taken in the first place but I, we could kind of you know we know figure that out but I want to hear what they what they say because we already kind of know some bullshit <laughs> 
and um i'm excited and i'm you know hoping nothing but the best i hope that you know when they do start placing um businesses and whatever they decide to do with it i hope it's booming i hope uh we the people you know can visit and have a good time i hope they have like you know laid out historically like how it was brought and what they had you know so i can't wait to see how it turned out yeah all right same here i mean i'm I'm all for it. Um, to 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 just go back to something um, in in the report Jazzy gave, y'all understand they tortured these people. Yeah, back then, like it it was torture, and they stood strong through it all. Um, black people continued to visit their resort because they built a resort on that land. Yeah, and black people continued to come and patronize that business and the clan tortured them um and when they when they stood strong against that they said they had no choice but to find another way because we weren't giving in um generational wealth is a big thing and every time you, you know you've seen so so many instances in history when black people were building that and white people essentially burned it down every time um i think that governor newsom is getting a good little chuckle Right now, because y'all tried to run him out of that office. Yep. And he said, Oh, so y'all want to play these type of games? I I'm about to sign everything. <laughs> I'm about to have fun over here. I'm about to go over here with these black people and give them whatever they want and see how y'all like that. Since y'all want to play. Larry Elder, I don't know what they was thinking with that. <laughs> I think that they they don't what white people don't understand black people. We have this thing. We say all our skin folk and our kin folk. Yeah. Okay. So if y'all thought that just by propping him up there, that we was gonna show up and vote for him because we showed up and voted for everybody else in Georgia and everything like that, no, not the same. We don't fuck with Larry Elder. Um, that's y'all candidate, not ours. But no, Bruce family, I'm very happy for them. I hope that they hire great legal representation. I hope that they hire great business management. Um, and that they educate themselves to be able, if they already don't have the education, I don't know if they do or don't, to handle this type of situation and the type of uh, money and land that they are coming into. I hope that the family works together and doesn't fight um, over this and that they're, they identify the descendants and, and come up with a great plan for, for what they want to do and that it's, that it's all amicable. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it, it's it's a tough situation when you you know you're coming back years later and saying, okay, we're gonna give you this back. Well, now what are we gonna do with it? Right. You know, do we want to keep it? Do we want to sell it? Please, do we okay. want to run it? Do we want to hire out? Do we? You know, uh, it's a lot of decisions that have to be made with now a lot of people, um, a lot more people involved. Um, because it has gone on so long and so many more descendants have come and the family the you know the, the Bruce parents were not able to identify who they would leave their business to so I'm just hoping that it's going to be in good hands yeah me too and I say that with all, all positivity mm-hmm. going to them I just know that human nature sometimes gets in the way yeah. and I want to see this family win mm-hmm and thrive so okay 
All right, all right, all right. Now Governor Newsom signing some other stuff over here. Yeah. Um, for students 12 and up, um, we got a COVID update. Um, who's taking that one? That's me. With a COVID, right. with the, with the COVID. Governor Newsom, you said he's signing everything. Listen. He said, I got my pen and my two-step. My pen and my two-step. <laughs> he said, two-stepping. And he said, you know what? Everybody 12 and older is going to take this vaccine. He said, vaccines <laughs> work. <laughs> Listen. He said, vaccines work. That's why we lead the country in preventing school closures and has the lowest case rates. Um, He's encouraging other states to follow. The teachers also are mandated to take the vaccine as well. Um, I'm reading, a, I read an article and it really doesn't say if the teachers will be fired. Cause you know, up in New York, mm-hmm. they told the healthcare workers in the working in the hospitals, you get this vaccine, you're going to be fired. So I know a lot yes. of people walked out on the job. So I haven't seen where it's saying, you know, if you don't get it, then this is what, you know, the consequence will be. So it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. But yeah, he want everybody to be mandated. I mean, mandated. He wants everybody to be vaccinated. Um, so the COVID vaccine would be on the immunization record. You know, when we was in school, we had the mumps and the measles and the rubella. Now COVID mm-hmm. is on there. It's added to the list of other vaccines that students have to take. And um, I really think this is a dangerous game to play. I, I just think people should have the choice. I don't think people should be forced to do anything. Um, and it's just unfortunate that with the climate that we're in with the whole COVID and, and I, I understand what they're saying about vaccines. They work, but y'all can't make people take stuff if they don't want to take it. I mean, what, what y'all thinking? Cause this shit is crazy. They, ba- they ask backwards because you're not mandating that they wear a mask. Like they, you don't have to wear a mask. Right. Um, even though you know that that is preventive care, um, but you're, you're going to require um everyone or kids especially kids um because some adults is really having terrible side effects you know from the vaccine and then you are enforcing kids or requiring kids to get it and it just adds backwards to me you won't mandate a mask but you will mandate a vaccine i I, i'm just a little discombobulated and confused um but if we know one thing we know that White folks don't like to be told what to do. So I don't know. They, they gonna have a problem with that because they don't want you to mandate their children to wear a mask. So I know the whole, you gonna mandate my child to get a vaccination. I know that's about to cause some problems. I can see them protesting right now. As I close my eyes, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> they outside the government office right now at the school board. They're not going for none of that. But I just don't understand that part. You you won't mandate a mask, but you will mandate a vaccine. And it's just backwards to me. But I don't know. Okay. I don't have okay. kids. So, you know, maybe I just don't understand. Kirby. You know... I heard LA County is not going to be enforcing said mandate. And that's the thing when I hear stuff like this, it makes me want to dig a little bit deeper into what's going on because mm-hmm. laws and stuff like that get passed all the time, willy nilly. Yeah. But do they actually get enforced? Mm-hmm. And so is Gavin Newsom doing this as, you know, again, a part of his political, uh, political aspirations 
um, and a way to prop himself up with the people that he wants to be propped up with. Um, but also to uh, Auntie Coco's point, you know, we've seen that there's a population in this country that's not trying to hit that shit. <laughs> so it's just interesting to watch. I, I have resorted mentally to a space of every person for themselves. Mm-hmm. Do what you feel best yeah. to protect yourself. If a vaccine is what you want and what you need and what you desire, um, and you have consulted with your health professionals who have an understanding of your health history, and if you don't have a health history with a health professional, you might want to start building one. Right. Uh, you know, documenting you know everything that goes on with your body, et cetera, so that you can make an informed decision. Um, we understand that vaccines, quote unquote, work, but also there's a factor with this vaccine, and we've talked about it time and time again. That is different than previous vaccines that we've dealt with. Mm-hmm. So we're we're dealing with this global issue while also dealing with vaccines that normally would take anywhere from four to six years to develop yep. that have been kind of ran through. They have odd temperatures that they have to be kept at. And while reported side effects seem to be low, there are potential side effects and some of them are a problem. So people have a right to be scared, I understand from a percentage standpoint, only a small percentage of people have had side effects, but you know, it's still something that people have a, a, have the right to be concerned about. So I'm just, um, I'm interested in about who's going to actually enforce it. Like, and mm-hmm. also like, <laughs> are we going to be walking around just showing like, like showing off our, our quote unquote COVID ID cards, because that's also becoming a, a thing in some certain spaces in the yep. travel industry. And uh, also in the restaurant industry, yeah. Uh, imagine having to go into a place and show I. I mean, you got to show ID to drink. So I guess it's not much, <laughs> much different. Uh, other than you can't come in, maybe you can order something to go. Um, so I'm interested to see how this, how this gets enforced, and then also how it turns out socially with people. We'll see. Um. Yeah. This this has definitely been a the biggest social issue, um, in the last year, and will continue to be so. Um, I, I definitely am all for, you know, people making their own choices and decisions. However, comma, 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 (laughs) as Coco says, (laughs) um, I'm a little perturbed at some of y'all and y'all oppositions because the math ain't mathing to me of how you're coming to these, um, conclusions all y'all internet doctors and scientists out here. Right. <laughs> because I find it very hard to believe that you are so concerned about what quote unquote is in this vaccine and the side effects it's gonna have. When I be watching y'all live reckless every day. Every day. Okay. You 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 have an unprotected sex. You ain't wrapped it up in years. Gonna have baby after baby by by man and woman after man and woman Ooh. ain't never stopped to think what was in there <laughs> still, <laughs> didn't think about those side effects still doing cocaine lines doing oh, cocaine <laughs> in the club whoever hand you a blunt you smoking it right whoever hand you some coke or some drugs you doing it I ain't never thought I would be in the day with no meth mouth mother 
sister will come up to me talking about I just don't know what's in it. Nigga, do you know what's in that meth you uh, smoking? <laughs> right, right. You ain't lying. You crackhead. You ain't lying. Say it, Auntie. crackhead worried about a, a damn vaccine? Are you serious? So it's that kind of stuff, you know, that is just kind of perturbing to me. It is it just <laughs> like I'm gonna need y'all to pick a side, like and stay there or you not like you can't have it both ways because you you don't like this thing you don't like being told what to do that's it um people say i don't know what's in it i mean what's in tylenol Mm-mm. what what's in ibuprofen and y'all bitches popping ibuprofen every month and we know why mm-hmm. you know but, but what's in it how many people have had negative side effects a year from that you know, true. we kind of pick and choose sometimes, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, and I'm 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 joking, but I'm I'm just serious um, <laughs> because these are things that we run into people being very like conscious about this, but they're not conscious about anything else. And by all means, ask questions, figure things out, make your own choice. But you have to understand that it does look a little silly when it's like you live in reckless in every other aspect of what you're putting in your body. But you're concerned about this. Um, you ain't been to the doctor in 15 years. Years. But you're talking about what the doctors are saying. Do you trust the doctor or not? Because I ain't seen you consult with one in over 10 years. You know, so what, what, what are we doing here? You ain't my doctor. You can't tell me, nigga, you don't have a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> And this this is concerning. This is more concerning to me than the vaccine. You don't even have a doctor, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm just you, y'all know I'm here for the real. Like, all right, let's let's break it down. You know, it's some people that I think have you know sound arguments, but some people y'all need to really go back to basics before you start opening your mouth and and saying stuff. And here's the other argument that I've heard. So if you decide to not get vaccinated and not take COVID precautions because you don't trust the medical industry and you don't want to go by what you're being told by the medical professionals and doctors and all of that, why, when you get COVID, do you then go carry your ass to the hospital? You trust the science or not? Right. Do you trust the doctors or not? Which one? Because... You know, it, to I can also see unpopular maybe opinion why some people feel, well, why are you getting a ventilator and why are you getting life saving, you know, things done for you over other people when you chose not to take any of the precautions that they recommended. So there is an other side to the coin. Yes, all your freedom of choice and. You want to take it. And I do. I don't think that you should like hold anybody down and, you know, shoot them up with a vaccine um, or necessarily back them up in the corner where they feel like they don't have any other choice but to take it or not survive um, as far as monetarily, you know, like not make money or get this vaccine. But I do think that if you choose not to, you need to turn over every rock and look and see what, what comes with that. Um. And that's where I'm at with it. I just I just wanted to make sense. <laughs> that um, that's all. 
And I think it is a sensitive thing when it comes to parents um, and their children. Yeah. In anything, it can be sensitive. And I was a kid that had the measles. Oh, dang. Ain't that crazy that he's like somebody in your lifetime had the measles? Yeah. I had the measles as a kid. Almost killed me. Wow. So I definitely have benefited from um, vaccines. It was before I was a vaccination age for MMR. I got the measles. And I got it from somebody. One of these nasty folk walking around, they still ain't washing their goddamn hands. And we in the probably got that nasty woman's disease. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, while we're speaking of COVID and jobs and stuff, Coco, there have been a lot of things going on with COVID. And one of them, um, well, two things I know that you talk about a lot has to do with jobs requiring people to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. and the job um the job like the the federal unemployment benefits causing job growth to 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 slack what's going on with those things catch us up okay so you know it's always something ghetto in georgia Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know people love to move here you know whatever but i'm gonna keep my comments to myself about that but um you know back in june um governor kemp um you know Take him downstairs. Um, he eliminated the federal unemployment benefits, and you know, his main argument was it was going to push people back into the workforce. However, that has backfired. Um, you know, uh since then, you know, jobs are still not able to achieve or you know, get employers. A lot of people have concerns about childcare. Um you know, fear of the coronavirus, and a lot of people just want to do different things. Um, even though more jobs are up in their pay, um, they're given incentives. Like, you know, our one job in Santa Springs in specific said that they were giving out referrals, $1,000 referrals if, you know, you can refer this job to someone and they get hired. However, you know, people still are not signing up to work uh, or, you know, just don't want to work. Um Economists uh, say that they don't know if this will end anytime soon. They don't know what um, to put in place because uh, higher pay is not working. Uh, maybe more automation, maybe get more jobs to where, you know, we can have robots doing it so we wouldn't need people. Walmart. Um, can't stand Walmart. But anyway, um, <laughs> industry shakeout. Um, so they're really just trying to figure out what to do um to fix this problem because even though benefits have been cut off jobs still are in need of workers i'm not sure which state it was but i think canes the i think it's like a chicken spot right um their ceos and um People at the top who don't even leave their house is even considering going in to work at their local um, restaurants as, you know, cooks and servers or whatever, because they just don't have enough people. Um, So I don't know how they can fix this problem. Um, Maybe I know a lot of the biggest fear is childcare. We're not fear, but the biggest problem is childcare and the biggest fear is the requirement of the vaccine. A lot of people say that they are not getting the vaccine um, to keep a job. Um, me, 
I'm gonna speak on myself. So my job is requiring you to get the vaccine or get a weekly COVID test. I opted out to get the weekly COVID test. Um, because I'm just still, you know, up in the air about the vaccine. So yeah, so what y'all think? L- listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a, let me let me go first. Let me let me say this. <laughs> you 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 for okay. You <laughs> must, the employers, you motherfuckers got to pay people a livable wage. That is it. The minimum wage in Georgia is still seven dollars and twenty five cent. Who Man, in the fuck? Listen. Who in the fuck is making it? I sneeze that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With seven dollars right. twenty five cent, you can't even make it on ten dollars. If you got a car note, rent is rent. Mortgages is going to fuck up. If you're not making at least eighteen dollars an hour, you you. You shot out out here, unfortunately. Yeah, you you struggling. So you got to pay people a livable wage. You want me to come in there. You want me to slave at your job. You want me to get cussed out by the customers. You don't want me to whoop their ass when they disrespect me. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? You, you want me to work for $100 a day? No, you got me fucked up. So you got to start off by paying people a, a, a livable wage. That That's number one, because you got to look at it. A lot of people are, it's, it's generations of families who've been living off of government welfare. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to go back to work and lose my benefits? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get as much because they probably, and I'm just, I'm just assuming they may not have any skills. They may not have a trade or went to school to do something. So they're going to get one of those minimum wage jobs. I'm not going to go do shit when <laughs> I can sit back and get my government check. Like I've been doing. So fuck y'all. So y'all got to pay people a livable wage. As far as the um, getting the, you know, vaccine for a job. My job was doing the same thing. You get the vaccine or you take a COVID test weekly. I went on and and got the vaccine because I'm not finna be going nowhere, sitting in line, trying to find a drive-through, do this. Let me get this test. And I got to email them. I'm not going through all that shit. I'm going to get this little COVID vaccine. Uh, Lord, please don't let it take me up out this bitch too early, which I'm still here talking my shit. So I, I haven't <laughs> had any side effects yet, Jesus Lord. <laughs> but um, you That's know, right. y'all can't, you know, you can't force people to do stuff. I'm, I'm with if you gon' if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's gonna be consequences that come behind it, like Auntie Nick said. But I, you just, I'm not with forcing people to do stuff that they don't want to do. But it's, it's going to be, man, look, the, the, the revolution will be televised because it's going to be some revolutions coming uh, behind this. And for me, so even though we are required, well, require a weekly test, our um, agency do do give you places to go so i i'm in and out and, and to be honest my nose is used to it now so it, it don't even bother me at this point not get a ass folks i work for and gave us nowhere to so go. yeah they you do gotta give figure it you out. like it's free tests every week they give you locations north south um Mm-mm. metro well not metro but in um the middle so they i mean they are balancing it out um because i think they start looking at the the probability well you know we can't afford to lose these people you know because we're trying to enforce them to get the vaccine so i think they kind of which i think that's good you know because people who be want to fire their whole staff that's extreme because maybe where you gonna get the people at where you <laughs> get the people from i mean there's even healthcare workers that are refusing to get the vaccine like yeah they are it's, 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 it's real out here regardless of how you feel about whether you should whether the vaccine should be gotten or not 
Um, it's getting real out here. And yeah. We already didn't have a bunch of divisions, whether it's gender, race, yep. uh, sexual identity, class. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, ooh, you vaccinated? Ooh, you unvaccinated? It's, yep. It's getting weird out here. And it's also creating silos socially because you end up, but you know what? And that might strangely be a positive thing. Going back to only spending time with like the 10 people you really, really know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, And maybe even backing away from like this real life social media because people be acting like social media in real life now. That's why Atlanta's so crazy, but it's a whole nother conversation. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, we'll see. It's just everybody want to, everybody want to argue. That's what you are. I can't. Every man, woman for them and child for themselves. My personal solution was to get a remote job. <laughs> I know so I could mind my business. You ain't lying though. by everybody, <laughs> vaccinated or unvaccinated. Right. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And. Um... Hold, hold on with so this my could be my personal opinion you know it's, there's no facts behind this um i haven't did research on it but you know a lot of people was um awarded grants the government grants or the uh relief grants and a lot of them kind of flipped that money and started their own business i know a lot of black people who went in business for themselves um during this pandemic and, and i think that's a another factor like uh, some people just you know, don't want to work for nobody no more. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to have their own um business. So if I think that's a six big factor. And run that money like that. Yeah, you could definitely do it. You got six months to not be at somebody's job and you getting paid. Man, absolutely, that would work. Yeah, so I think, you know, they just going to have to take that air, baby. I don't know. Because ain't nobody going to work. No, um, I don't want to work in this industry. Every Burger King, Zaxby's, McDonald's, and even Chick Fil A's that I've written by now hiring, hiring now, hiring bonus. Right. <laughs> like okay. Yeah, one of the kids I work with um, recently um, shared with me that the mainstream chicken restaurant he works at um, will be closing early now because of their short staff. Like they they just can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. And you know he was telling me how it's like really hard because when they close early. Um, people are angry because they're pulling up thinking you're open, you know, and because it's like a normal time you would be open and you're closed. And he's like, but they they literally can't do it. The line is always wrapped around the building. You know, the line inside is not, it's like they cannot do it with that short of staff anymore. And I, like you said, every restaurant got all these short staff. We're so sorry. Now hiring signs up they literally can't get in there it was a time when people was begging for work um and now you can't you know literally can't pay people to come in there <laughs> i like it though like i i kind of like it you know in a weird way because now you gotta see baby you need them more than they need you but then you treat your workers like shit like you know, I kind of like it. Maybe, you know, they'll go back to the drawing board at their big meetings and try to figure it out because you can't expect people like Auntie Jazzy say to come to work for you and slave over the stove, get cussed out, but you won't want to compensate me for it. Like, ain't nobody dealing with that no more. And the messed up part about that, it's all across retail mm-hmm. and casual dining. It doesn't matter. You can work 
for one of the big expensive retailers like an Ann Taylor or Banana mm-hmm. Republic. Yep. You can work for Best Buy. You can be working for McDonald's. Everybody's been being mistreated, so folks are just not coming back to those spaces. Yep. I like it. I go yeah. like it's, it. It's in a in a weird way. It's like people found out that it was more profitable to not work than to work. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, why would I go back to these conditions making less money or the same money that I'm making literally sitting at home? And they got to get cussed out because we ran out of fries. I, not, fr- not even just, you know, people cuss out people for everything. You know? ain't got to get forced into taking something they don't want to take. Right. Um. Yeah, this the jobs requiring the vaccines. I, I <clears throat> I understand the logic. Jobs have always required certain vaccines, um, which is why they get our medical records, a lot of them. Um, and some of those vaccines that we've always taken are on there. Um, however, I think it's a slippery slope to start requiring new, you know, new things because then it's like, where does it end? Does it, yep. does it stop there? And then we 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 offer this, you know, or does it start continuing with other things that they're requiring? Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I just it, it could all be so simple, but we'd rather make it hard. And no, I don't understand. <laughs> okay, Lauren, Lauren. I, I don't understand people requiring vaccinations but not requiring masks because they all work together in tandem. A vaccination on its own is not a cure. I know and it two doesn't keep people from passing it. Yeah, so if we're sure. not going to mask up, you know, <laughs> I think I might have described it before. And I heard a, a doctor break it down really good, describing all the things we do as layers of Swiss cheese. When you have a slice of Swiss cheese, it has holes in it. Mm-hmm. All right. And so if I just put one of those layers down, a lot of stuff is going to get through those holes. Um, but when I start layering a bunch of slices of Swiss cheese, what happens? those holes start filling in and then there's less room for stuff to get through those holes and then those cracks. Now, could something still get through? Yeah, you still have a chance, but it's way less likely that something's going to get through and if it does, it's not going to be as much. But, so all those things are layers of Swiss cheese. Getting the vaccination, social distancing, wearing a mask, um, you know, getting tested for COVID, all the, washing your hands, wearing gloves. Those are all layers of Swiss cheese. If we're not doing them all, then why are we doing any of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to require, because in my job is the same way, they don't require a mask. Now, at my office, we do. Uh, we was like, yeah, we don't know what y'all talking about. We wear a mask up in here. Um, and we limit the amount of people that are in our office at a time. Um to a, a, a very low number, but um, and we social distance. But to tell us, like the Georgia mandate, because it's the state of Georgia job. So the Georgia mandate is you don't have to wear a mask. So to say we don't have to wear a mask in our office unless you're in somebody's personal space, and they like if if I walk into your personal office and you say, "Hey, can you put on a mask?" and I have to put on a mask. But just in the general area, or if nobody says anything, you don't have to. Then why am I getting vaccinated? Why y'all want everybody to start showing vaccinations and all this if we're not going to do the other things? I just don't get it. 
Uh-huh. I personally don't understand that part, but go off, sis. <laughs> you know, like I said, every person for themselves. People got to figure it out. However protected you want to be, and that goes all the way from masking, vac- vaccination, keeping yourself clean, keeping your environment clean, uh, keeping your interactions with others low and for short amounts of time and preferably outside. Like I said, my choice was I'm just going to have to get a new job because there were certain situations that was going to put me in a circumstance where I was going to be having to interact with way too many strangers. And that was also messing with my mental health. I'm like, I don't, I can't afford I can't afford to get sick like that. Mm. So there's just certain decisions that I had to make. And people had a chance to think about that. We got sat down last year. A lot of us got sat down. Um, and, you know, it, it, even even COVID, with, uh, COVID notwithstanding, there was still a lot of conversation that had to be started about how hard are we working ourselves and what are we doing to maintain ourselves? I mean, America is still one of the sickest countries in the world. And, yep. so, you know, that's a whole nother, that's a whole episode by itself. But yeah, so people just got to, you know, make the decisions that, that work for you. If you want to do all the layers of Swiss cheese, fine. Just recognize the concept, the potential consequences um, or repercussions of both sides of, you know, however you decide to approach things. It's it's just like investing, strangely enough. What What's your risk adversity? How high risk are you? And I would hope that the people that are choosing to remain unvaccinated are at the very minimum wearing masks everywhere they go. But considering how open Atlanta was all last year, I doubt it. Right. And that ain't closed down. Huh. Mm-mm. Not really. Atlanta, huh. Florida. <laughs> no. Florida is a whole conversation. All right, now. <laughs> the Bronx in Florida. Y'all in your category of your own. Uh-huh. Don't do that. Don't do that. We have to we have to do that. It's like <laughs> you can't include y'all in normal thought process. Florida is an exceptional state. Yep. Exceptionally I would crazy. Nah, come on now. <laughs> we love Florida. We no, you it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful state and it's an exceptional state. Yeah. I know because I'll be saying to myself when people meet me and they be like, You from Florida? Oh, that means you crazy. I'm like, You don't even know me. They were like, But you from Florida? That's all I need to know. Okay. I mean, it says a lot without saying anything. But, <laughs> uh, the, you know, to wrap up this conversation, I just want to say I appreciate everybody's commentary. This was really good. I mean, this COVID thing at work, we're going to have to talk about it. The vaccines, we're going to have to talk about it and keep talking about it and figuring it out. I just personally don't want nobody, especially y'all men, coming up to me talking about no vaccine, no anti-vaccine when you're already anti-wrapping it up, anti-wrapping your ass, (laughs) anti-brushing your teeth, anti you know, up-to-date clean clothes, anti-clean draws. You anti too much, okay? Females you too. Be, you need females too. Y'all need males and females. Y'all need to be pro some of these things, okay? Let's be pro-employment or pro-income. How about that? Can we start there? I'm pro, pro stop living off uh, my tax dollars. She ain't lying for real. And, and contributing. You ain't put in on this. You want to put people to put in on the weed, but not in on the taxes. Right. <laughs> um, so that's that's where I'm at with it. I'm going to step off my soapbox. I'm proud right, to be because, an American. Hey. I'm free. <laughs> 
Hey, <laughs> some of y'all take that freedom too far. The freedom to not wash your ass for a week or a month <laughs> is impeding on my freedom of fresh air. <laughs> for real, you ain't lying. Just I'm through with it. Okay, get y'all shit together, please. Um, but not by all means, do your research, whatever that is, even though I think that's a joke too, because people be talking about research and you couldn't even do the science fair project. <laughs> so what research is you doing? Where where are you looking? You y'all you couldn't even figure out the card catalog in the library. You couldn't figure out Encyclopedia Britannica. You couldn't read the Atlas. None of oh, yo, okay. I, we, until then, you are going in. Let because people be like acting like they some type of pseudo scientists or doctors or something. You don't know how to research. Let me give people a hint. Let me give what them a is hint. the scientific method? Tell me. Y'all need to get y'all need to get a JSTOR account and you need to just research. research. They don't know what that is, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Everybody talking about shit, they don't know. They don't know. Ask them what DNA stands for. <laughs> they don't know my DNA and my set. What is a cell? Okay. I'm tell, me, tell me three, just three things on the periodic table. Ooh, boron. Not you. <laughs> I know you know. I'm talking I about know. them. Those folks, they don't know. They it's know. in there right now. Uh, uh. What's that? What that I, is? I used to know. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm surprised, honestly, how many people did not pay attention to biology. Biology was interesting. Yes. Um, and if they did pay attention to biology, they would understand. They would understand both sides of this conversation, but also why people are so adamant about the vaccination. Yeah. <clears throat> so... If they paid attention in biology, they would know that they are not in any position to make any comments <laughs> about what they commented on. Fair enough. And the fact that if I put a paragraph in front of you right now and say read out loud, you're going to panic. Shut up. <laughs> I can't. You are not in any position to be making comments on this. And that's the stuff that bothers me. We can't go sit down at a, at a real restaurant because your ass can't read the fucking menu. But you want to sit here and tell me about wh why you don't want to take a vaccine. I can't listen to you. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't listen to you. And it do be the people who you know don't know what the fuck they talking about. Like me, honestly, I just try to not even have those conversations with folks because at the end of the day, you know, me and my doctor talked about it. Um, I also, you know, do my research because everybody know I love me some research. Um, I have, you know I have to write research. papers, but I, I, and you know, I'm so good at writing papers though. Like I could do the shit in my sleep, but I just, I'll just want to do the research without the papers. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you you know how to research you know how to write you know how to have complicated and, and complex thought um you also know how to consult professionals yeah i'm talking about folks that don't know the difference between where where and where two two and two there 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 you see what i'm saying you ain't you ain't mastered that yet 
but you want to talk about the complexities of vaccinations? I think it's want to be a part of a, a conversation, which is cool. Like, my thing is, you ain't got to tell me why you're not doing something. Because at the end of the day, baby, this show life. You know what I'm saying? That's show home. You make your own decisions. It's just, and I guess this is a bigger conversation for later. I be tired of people who want to be experts on shit they ain't mastered yet. Like, you want to sit here and you like one of the poorest people I know, struggling, can't get right, but be the first one talking about now, what you got to do in the stock market is you ain't <laughs> had no in the stock market. You do it then. Why you ain't did it yet if you know so damn much? Right. You know so much about vaccinations, but you don't have a primary care physician. Right. Okay. How you face with that? That's what we need. We need an episode on adulting because some people just how? How you don't have like where you going? Like, where you get checkups? Nowhere, because like, they ain't got no damn car, because they don't know how to adult. Um, I think it's basic things that people don't know. They're not, and maybe it's not even their fault because they weren't taught. Yeah, I think but we should do an episode on that. Just help our sisters and brothers that's out. A great idea. We're going to put that on a post and we're going to put that on a schedule for real. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well, I think we ate good, ladies. Thank you for all the commentary. We're going to get to the bottom of the show right now. We got a new month, so we got a new book of the month um, that we have picked. And y'all, for those of you who are just joining us, we try to pick a book of the month every month. It could be anything. It could be a nonfiction, fiction, autobiography, biography, novel. It could be a children's book. It could be an audio book. If y'all have any suggestions for book of the month, please let us know. But for right now, Kirby, let us know what is our new book of the month for the month of October. So we're taking uh, an interesting turn and going to a book of essays entitled Thick and Other Essays by Tressie McMillan Cottom. Um, this particular book is a collection of essays. Um, it is a highly praised and rewarded book, um, oftentimes listed as a, a great potential classic in the Black feminist thought um, within the literary uh, realm, uh, quote, uh, Cottom's intersectionality is merely the work of a writer seeing the world clearly and deeply and connecting the dots in fresh and revealing ways. Um, Thick gets into the messiness of U.S. culture, exposing what Americans want to say but are sometimes too afraid or too unaware to say. In essence, this book is about the compromises we make for the sake of control. Someone also noted incisive, witty, and provocative essays. The collection showcases Macmillan Cottom's wisdom and originality and amply fulfills her aim of telling powerful stories that become a problem for power. Um, I think it is something interesting as we go into the fall, getting into some maybe meatier content, um, as many of us will probably be spending more time inside. So having something to read, reflect on, create levels and opportunities of introspection, I think it's an opportunity. So, of course, you can get thick. Um, on all platforms, I tend to because I'm an iOS user, I use the book app there. But you also can get it on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble. You can get a hardcover, Kindle, um, or paperback version. I always tend to uh, default to the uh, to audiobooks these days. They can be really helpful since I like enjoying podcasts, including the podcast we're on right now. Um, so you've got options, but read with us for the month of October. Thick and other essays by Tressie McMillan Cotton. All right, looking forward to that one. Next up, we got our returns. You ever get your food and your fries ain't hot? You got to take it back to the store. We like to call them our let goes. Anybody got to let go for 
today's episode. I'm gonna do a soft let go. I'm gonna let go of summer. We're transitioning. I keep this is a recurring theme for me. I normally do not get bit by the fall bug, but the last couple of years have been hectic and I am really here for cozy weather. And it might also be because of my addiction to certain parts of Southern California, San Diego. I'd love to see you soon at some point. I'm gonna figure that out. I love a good nothing above 80 nothing below 50 temperature kind of feel and so i'm realizing like oh i naturally like fall type weather um or at least the beginning of fall now once it starts getting like 40 some degrees please let's let's close all doors and turn on all space heaters um but letting go of summer and you know letting go of it gracefully and um recognizing how the how transformative the summer can be and then moving into the fall space and getting some of that cinnamon and uh, sweet potato pie and um, just getting cozy. I ordered some sweaters today. So, yeah, letting go of summer. I love it. Ushering in the new season. Well, I have a let go, you guys, and it's just very simple for me as well, okay? I am letting go of irresponsible pet owners. Oh, sick of you people. All right, I'm tired of seeing all your stray animals running the streets. Okay, I'm tired of having to honk the horn before I get out my car just to make sure your big ass damn dogs ain't running at me trying to play. I'm tired of that. You may love your animal, so you say, okay, and you see them as a sweet little baby. But the rest of us see a pit bull. Okay? The rest of us see a German Shepherd. The rest of us see a, what is it, a, a cane corso? Kind of, how you pronounce it? I think that's how you pronounce it. We see that, okay? We see a dog that when he stand up straight, he 250 pounds, 6 feet 2. Alright? Mm-hmm. With teeth ready to, to shred us up. That ain't cute. Alright? So that that's my, my let go. Please, if you love your animals, secure your animals properly, walk them, train them, work with them so the rest of us don't have to live in fear every time Fido get loose and come terrorizing the damn neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Because guess what? You got people like me that like to keep it on us. Okay? And Fido gonna fuck around and lose his life over here trying to play and shit. All right, and then it goes for them little ones too, them little chihuahuas, and <laughs> whatever poos, the sissy poo, Chrissy poo, whatever the poos are, they can get it too because they be bad and, and vicious as well. Okay, I will kick the shit out your dog. Please keep them on your property. And if you off your property with them, keep them on the leash and keep them under control. Okay, that's about it. That's my let go. Anybody else got any let goes? No, I second that one about the fall, though. Yeah. <laughs> fall is a beautiful time, ain't it? It is. I love it. A little, me- little metaphor for life, letting go of things. Yeah. You know, letting go of dead things, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. well. Finding beauty in that. All right. Now, sometimes when we go to the cookout, we got a little extra food and we want to take some home so we can eat on it throughout the week. We like to call that our what? To-go box. Anybody got something to go in our to-go box this week? Oh, in in line with the letting go, mm-hmm. um, 
I would ask that anyone listening to this week's episode do your due diligence as you move out of summer into fall. If there's anything that you've been dealing with and it's unresolved, go ahead and go ahead and put a put a decision on it. Make a decision about it, whatever it is. Okay. If something's been bothering you, messing with you, professional, personal, whatever, uh, dreams, aspirations, exercise, it doesn't matter. Button step into the next season and step it up. Mm. Okay. I like that. Received. Message definitely received. And I'd like to add one thing into the go to the go box. Goal setting. Yes. Um, we're coming into a new season. Set your goals, you guys. Um, whatever those goals are. And it's this falls right in line with letting things go. Um, putting a button on things, making decisions, and set new goals. Set new goals, goals that are actually attainable, um, realistic, and something that you can work towards every day. Smart goals. Yes. We yeah. just set our goals. Y'all believe in that. We met to get we, you know, as a podcast, we meet. We touch bases and we set goals. So we have our goals for this season. We want to know and share with us what are some of y'all's goals? And what are some things that you are letting go? All right. Well, that's a good little to go box to eat on throughout the week. Y'all, we done made it through our first show of season two. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, ladies, young aunties. We always have a blast. Y'all, thanks for joining us for our first show, season one. I mean, episode one of season two of the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet podcast. Kirby, let them know where they can find us. You all can find us on Instagram at Extra Crispy, Extra Wet, spelled as it should be spelled. <laughs> you also can send us an email, hello, at Extra Crispy, Extra Wet.com. If you can't spell hello, don't email us. Um, <laughs> please feel free. Get in our DMs. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want to learn about. Do you want to learn more about us? Do you want us to do, you know, one subject episodes? What type of merchandise would you all be interested in? What type of content do you think you want to hear? Um, we are all ears and open uh, for any suggestions. Maybe not so much foolishness, but definitely good suggestions. Right. Um, so, yeah, hit us up on Instagram at Extra Crispy Extra Wet. And any questions, comments, concerns, or even emotional outbursts, send them to hello at extracrispyextrawet.com. All right. Well, that's it, ladies. That's it, everybody else. We will see y'all next week. Have a great week, you guys. Um, we don't like to say goodbye here, so we just like to say, all right, then, shouty. <laughs>